Camp Bulletin! If you'd like more from Camp, we'll now be posting bonus episodes on Patreon. And if you'd like to represent Camp, I've created some fantastic designs for t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, bunch of stuff, all available now on TeePublic. There's kick-ass Hocus Pocus merch, super classic stuff that looks like it came from a real camp store. My personal favorites are a 90s-style marathon t-shirt I made for a Halloween fun run at camp, like something your mom would work out in, and the 80s-style Desert of Maine design of my dreams I had to make real. I'll continue to add designs for different seasons and show references, so check back often. If you have a ghost story you'd like to share, please email us at letterstocamp at gmail.com. And finally, if you have a minute, throw a rating and a review our way. Alright campers, head to the campfire. It's time for the show. introduce myself in a moment the cookie box says chocolate gingers warming stem ginger biscuits with lashings of dark chocolate lashings (laughs) very violent it does when i think of lashing i think of like flogging yeah it's been flogged with dark chocolate something's gotta be Hi, I'm Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. We tell each other ghost stories and scary stories and legends and spooks. Mm-hmm. And this time, Morgan is going to tell. And that's pretty more. spooky. I'm so curious. I'm so curious. Um, First, I'm going to start off with something light. I watched the movie Stardust for the first time. And it seems like a Katie movie. Do you like that movie? Yeah, I saw it when it came out in theaters. magical. (laughs) No one told me Robert De Niro was going to be dancing around with, like, a feather fan. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was well after Robert De Niro decided that he was going to start having fun in his movies. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's a fun, it's a really, it's a really beautiful movie and it's got some fun witches who mm-hmm. of course are always in search of youth and and it's pretty graphic too the way they like pull out those organs yeah yeah the sacrifice table mm, but michelle pfeiffer is fun mm. yeah it's a fun movie it's based really on a good. neil gaiman book Ooh. and he wrote Coraline and american gods and wild that sort of thing i might have to read it On to darker things. I watched a documentary called The Hat Man Documented Cases of Pure Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard about the hat man? I've heard of a shadow figure that frequently appears with like a top hat outline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's our guy. We're going to do a deep dive into a bunch of different interviews of people who have seen him. Some history that might help us with context. We're gonna we're gonna try and figure out this man. Where did you find this documentary? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> if Prime, it's obscure bitch. documentary, it's Amazon Prime. You're right. You're right. I'm insane. I don't know why I didn't <laughs> assume that. Yeah. How did you not know? I did have to pay to watch it though. Wow. Yeah, well, I, I had to pay to watch Maximum Overdrive last October, so <laughs> we're even. 
almost every movie I had to pay to watch for Spooktoberfest last year is now free on Netflix, Amazon, something. It's all out We're there. Trendsetters. We're trendsetters. We're trendsetters with the, old, uh, with the old Stephen King stuff. You're welcome. Okay, so the way this documentary goes is they show a lot of drawings of people's encounters of Hatman. They show a lot of photos of him caught on camera. They do a lot of Skype interviews, regular interviews. They do a little bit of history. So we're just going to go with the documentary. I'm going to stop every now and then for some other stories. And I'm going to spook you. Okay. So we start off with uh, Leah. We never have last names. We just have first names, sometimes no names. She's talking about her experience. She saw a tall man at the end of her bed. She says, I say man because of what he was wearing. I couldn't see any of his features on his face. I just know he had a black rim hat and a big black trench coat. Mm. Other people have described him as taller than usual. Um, One person said he is Lucifer in the flesh, honestly. He feels like he's coming for my soul. Um, A lot of men that are interviewed said he's taller than me and I'm six foot. So, oh, you're six oh, foot. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be a medical anomaly for someone to be taller than six foot. <laughs> so we've got a lot of people who are explaining the same situation with this shadow man, this hat man, a big tall guy who's looming in their room. We've got Leah for an interview. She says when she was seven years old, she moved into this really, really old house. It was nearly a hundred years old. She had a lot of different spooky experiences, but her first experience with the hat man was when she was seven. Um, She said none of her other experiences she's ever had in her life have ever compared to the hat man, and she doesn't know why this is happening to her. It still keeps her up to this day. It was such a dark, heavy force, and she was so young when she first experienced it, so she's super freaked out by this. She was downstairs in her first bedroom all to herself, in this old, old house. She was seven years old. And one night when she's trying to sleep, all of a sudden she feels a really strong pull in her chest. She's almost like she's having a panic attack, but she at this age had never experienced one before. Mm. She did not know what was going on. So she's freaking out and she's looking at her door and it's slowly opening. And she sees an all black tall shadow figure. They're standing at her. They make eye contact. He creeps out of her closet. She is so startled, she jumps and immediately hides under her covers, which is... Run out of the room, run out of the house. (laughs) I'm a covers type of girl. Hide and maybe it'll go away. Right. It won't. Um... I mean, at this stage, I would have, like, tried to secretly impress it. (laughs) I'd be like, oh my god, you're so tall. (laughs) You're, like, way taller than most guys. I thought I'm taller than you. You're taller than me. I'm what are you, six, six foot? So like, are you like, well, that's crazy. Nobody's taller than me. <laughs> so she goes onto the covers. She's struggling to collect herself and breathe. After a good long while, she tells herself, this wasn't real. I'm just having a nightmare. I'm just freaking out. I'm seeing things. She gets the courage to peek out from the covers. And it's still there, but this time much closer to her. Oh, God. (laughs) Always staring. She can't see the features. She can't see an eye, eyes, nose, mouth, none of that. So it's just an entity approaching more. Still 
staring at the edge of her bed and she's filled with this disgusting black dark feeling it's just really negative in the room it's the worst feeling she's ever experienced to this day she goes back into the covers waits a while peeks one more time and he was not there he was on the other side of the bed (laughs) but this time leaning over her face oh my god she felt stuck she felt paralyzed and a lot of people, and that was the experience, I'm assuming he disappeared, she didn't go on to talk about it more. A lot of people assume this is a sleep paralysis shadow person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you hear a lot of stories, including Leah's story, where she's been awake in that house, she's been out on the town with friends, and she's seen the shadow man. She's seen the hat man. <sighs> yo, yo. That's Portuguese for ay ay ay. So we have author and researcher Rosemary Eileen Guiley, who's going in and out of this documentary, giving her two cents. Ooh, paranormal expert number one. (laughs) (laughs) She started researching shadow people and death in 2004. She got a lot of emails from people describing the same type of experience with the hat man. A bedroom invasion, a dark entity that looks like a tall man wearing a cape or a coat with a hat. And everybody wanted to know what it was, what it wanted, and how to make it stop. So she finally got so many emails, she was like, there's a connection here, I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. So she's going over the different types of shadow people that there are. She calls one the core experience shadow person, which is a bedroom invasion, dark silhouette, no features visible, radiates a fearful energy, sometimes it observes you, sometimes it jumps on you to suffocate you, they can inflict pain, but they can also just move through walls, they poof into smoke, they're physical, but defy the laws of physics, all that jazz. So that's your core experience. So that's our least expensive package. And yeah, what, that's the basic What is it with passage. the extra features? She did not go into the extra features. Ooh. <laughs> it seems like the core experience is the one that kind of fits yeah. for most of these hat man situations. But there di- are there different silhouettes? I imagine all of these silhouettes are coming from like uh, Tim Burton world. Like he's done Very all the that. shapes and sizes of the types Very. of shadow people. <laughs> Just like imagine those characters in like um, – Nightmare Before Christmas, like everyone who occupies the Halloween town there. Yeah, very Corpse Bride vibes. Mm. Oh, no, those are just dead people, Morgan. <laughs> I meant put the, that poison the alive people are so scary. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do have some pretty extreme silhouettes. They do. That's true. That's true. It's very. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so next interview, we have Bob. In the 60s, he lived in Compton and he was about five years old. He lived a couple houses down from his uncle's, and one night his parents were fighting, so the mom took him and his sisters to stay the night with her at the uncle's house. Mm -hmm. So he's in the larger bedroom in the back of the house. There's a king bed and a twin bed. So him and his mother are in one bed, the sisters are in the other bed. Everyone's asleep, except Bob, who wakes up to see a man with a hat in the corner. He saw the coat, the hat, no face, typical hat man, nonsense. He said it walked to his bed, it looked down at him, shook his head, watched him for a minute, and then left. 
It walked through the door. He thought maybe it was a person who had broken in or one of his uncles, but the hat, a lot of people describe mostly the same hat. There's a couple different hats that people talk about, but it's mostly like the old-timey detective hat. What? Like the one that Sherlock Holmes is supposed to wear? No, almost a fedora, like a like a 1950s detective. Oh, yeah, fedora. A fedora. Yeah, but it's more wide on the brim, I feel like. It's a little longer out. That sounds like a cowboy hat. It's not a cowboy hat! I don't know. I wish it was, though. A super wide fedora is basically just a cowboy hat. Although, they kind of curl not up. Wide on, it, yeah, the cowboy there's hats curl gift. up on the sides. Yeah, there's some flair. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's, there's way too much flair for it to be. Yeah, of course. Uh, so just like a wide brim fedora. Yeah, less Amish, more 1950s. Interesting. I was mm-hmm. definitely thinking more like flat topped and then really wide brim. Sort of like the ghost Zacharias in the Disney Channel original mm-hmm. Halloween feature. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the name of this movie every single time. Is it Halloween it's... Town? No, no, no. I remember that movie. <laughs> uh, it's called like Ghost Patrol. It's either called Ghost Patrol or Ghost Patrol is the name that I always give it and it's not the real name of it. But there's like a Puritan ghost who like shoots fireballs and he's so hot. Oh my God. Sexiest ghost. 10 out of 10. And um, and he's got this great, really wide brim hat. I feel like he'd be like a really great, like if, I don't know, the devil was like taking inspiration for shadow figures. Call he's, him like a, up. He, he's a good pick. Really good I looking. I love that. And he has a redemption arc. Ugh. <laughs> no, this is not a sexy uh, fireball man. You never give me a sexy fireball man. <laughs> so Bob, he's thinking it might be a relative or an intruder, but the hat is really outdated for the time, even for the 60s. He's like, nobody wears those hats anymore. Hmm, and yeah. he heard no footsteps and the door never opened or closed. So he's wondering, what was it? How did it get in out? I don't understand what's going on. A few years later, he talked with his sister and brought up this situation and told her about it. And she said, that's really strange. Our grandmother used to see the hat man all the time. <gasps> and he's like, she never brought that up to me. I. <laughs> and he said he tried calling her to talk about it and she just didn't answer. Damn. So sometimes we're seeing instances, I mean, look online, there's a million stories of people talking about the hat man. A lot of people, it runs in their family almost. A lot of people, their parents saw it and now they're seeing it. And a lot of people didn't know their parents were seeing it until they saw it and they brought it up. Wow. And the hat man phenomenon is so cool because... So many people were experiencing this and they diagnosed themselves with sleep paralysis. They thought they were going crazy. They thought it was just nightmares. They thought it was like a demon haunting them. Nobody knew for a long time that this was a shared experience throughout the world. Like all over the world, people were talking about Hat Man. That's so cool. It's so cool. It's so, It must have been so validating for people to find each other and be like, oh yeah, this is actually something I experienced too. And it's super cool because the way a lot of people find out is they just Google their shadow person that they Mm -hmm. see. And a lot of the times they just call it Hat Man. 
Wow. Because, it, like, Shadow Person, Hat Man, and the images, there's so many images, and they're all almost the same. And every time people are like, <gasps> other people see this too? Which is what's so precious about this documentary is that all of these people are so excited to share their story, and it feels like they have a community, and it's so nice to see. It's awful oh. that they're, like, dealing with this. No, yeah. The older I get, the more I realize that every single experience that I have that feels like secret or shameful Mm -hmm. or hyper-specific to me is something that is literally exactly felt by, like, Mm -hmm. thousands and thousands, if not millions of people on Earth. Like, totally. But people, you just think you're like, oh, I guess I'm just a piece of shit. And then you (laughs) find out that, like, nope. This nope. is a to- yep. this this has a name. So whatever you're going through, no matter how weird and embarrassing or freaky or whatever, it has a name, mm-hmm. and a ton of other people are as embarrassed as you are this very minute. Totally. So just take to Reddit and find those people. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't exist on Reddit, you are alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. Katie and I just discovered today that we played the same Sims game on the DS growing up. And I took to Reddit because I was like, there's got to be like, there's got to be shit out there about it. And there was almost nothing. Yeah. But we had each other. We have each other. We both know that the game was real and existed because we both played it. I played it today and I still slightly don't believe it's real. (laughs) It's a trip. (laughs) It's so true. That's Strange Town, baby. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Strange Town, we're back to Rosemary talking about her theories and her research. And it's kind of interesting. I, The whole Hat Man thing I like because there's a lot of different things it could be, but it's very fun to kind of dive into it and try and see what's going on and try and, like, diagnose it. Is the hat always a fedora, the wider-rimmed no. fedora? Sometimes Ooh. it's oh my God, a top it's hat. <laughs> sometimes it's a top hat. Sometimes it's a bowler hat. Sometimes it's a fedora. Sometimes it's this, like, detective-y hat. Sometimes it's, like, the Amish wide-brim yeah long hat i've heard i've heard wide brim and i've heard top hat i haven't heard bowler hat and i and i haven't heard fedora one person said charlie chaplin hat i was like say no more <laughs> <laughs> that's a bowler isn't it mm-hmm. they're like the round topped yeah no cowboy hat that i've heard of yeah what the fuck i'm saying <laughs> like a is there like a straw boater those were very popular in the 1920s <laughs> Uh, I think the what real about those problem? like what are the, the the hats that like Samuel L. Jackson wears the like the ones that are like they're like f- the flat brim at the top but you wear them backwards. Oh, they were really big in like the early two thousands and nineties. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine my sleep paralysis demon is wearing a Samuel L. Jackson nineties hat like backwards? That's with, like little wire frame frame glasses. So Rosemary is also wondering about the hats. All of these experiences are very similar with the hats. Why hats? So she's got two theories as to why it's hats. Maybe they're intelligent entities. They know how to engage. Um, they might have learned to heighten fear with a hat. A lot of people in authority, cops, wear hats. That's her theory about the hats. It's to invoke cops fear. Wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little far-fetched but then wouldn't they wear cop hats ah. <laughs> wouldn't they flash a badge 
She thinks it's likely that it's just part of the shape-shifting since it's a shadow person. And then she goes into the possibility of it being a djinn. Have you heard of a djinn? Is it Japanese or... I think it's technically Islamic. Okay. It's old school. Old, old, old school. Oh, I was like really close. Okay, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot to djinns. I'm gonna just briefly skate on the surface i still have like a whole page written and i'm briefly skimming the surface of gins okay um but i think one of her theories is that the hat man is a jinn gins have no physical form in islamic traditions um there's three different spiritual types angel devil jinn in islamic traditions jinn shares qualities with devils but they also share a lot of qualities with humans like free will so they're a little bit interesting. So um, devils don't have free will? Mm-mm. Apparently not. Ooh. Whipped. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently when they did, when you look into Syrian history, you hear a lot more stories about jinns than Satan. Um, jinns are told to be encountered by humans in lonely places. Your typical kind of demonic storyline where if you're depressed, sad bad stuff's going on a devil's more likely to latch or a demon's more likely to latch on to you same mm. kind of situation they apparently can do physical things they can eat drink they can breed eat yeah. breed yeah <laughs> it's they're 90 percent spirit 10 percent flesh <laughs> and we know what 10 percent is flesh <laughs> jesus christ jens yeah this is an issue of national security <laughs> We should alert someone. Someone should do something about this. <laughs> um, so jinn kind of spans through different cultures. There's some Indian beliefs that jinns change shape. They move quickly. They can fly. They can enter human bodies. So it kind of goes along with the stories we've been hearing about the hat man in those ways. Mm. But three interesting manifestation types that jinns have. They're zoomorphic. so they're seen as a black dog a serpent a scorpion a lizard just like spooky reptilian massive oh my god i love that i love a black a black dog a church grim (laughs) of that shit i love it um the next type is shadows so your typical shadow person and then you've got anthropomorphic jins are known for their lack of individuality but they can gain it in human form so when they do this a lot of the time they'll be part human part animal so they'll have i quote this from wikipedia this this description they'll have the hands of cats and wings uh, or they'll be like a serpent head okay so lots of lots of uh mm-hmm. deities and mythological creatures are mixes of different animals put together mm-hmm this spans a lot. It the cat hands the I really like. I love that they mention cat hands. Little teeny tiny. How can you be afraid of that? Oh, you just can't. yeah. You can be pretty afraid once you get scratched by them. But that's my own personal stuff with my cat. You guys don't have to worry about it. <laughs> There's a lot of different cultures that have spooky shit like gins. Mm. The Assyrians believe in Alu, which is a wind demon who snuck into people's homes to steal their sleep. 
which a lot of cases of the hat man people talk about their nightmares and dreams being interrupted to see him sitting at the foot of their bed or looming over them um ancient syrians had the guinea which is something that resembles humans the um the arabic translation of the old testament has the algin which was a familiar spirit and in christian history they kind of resemble fallen angels we're all kind of like finding things that are comparable to jinns mm-hmm. so there's a lot out there that it could be um rosemary brought up something very interesting that jinns have indicated interest in generational bloodlines <laughs> so that's the it follows families and patterns are seen mm, a lot of families good. will move and it'll still follow them yeah so we're gonna go to another set of stories we've got daryl in the summer of 1966 he was living life large as he did in the Smoke summer of 66 on the water and fire in the sky <laughs> just trying to set the scene oh you're setting it he was sleeping in his parents bedroom on a rollaway bed and from where he was laying he could see into the hallway and kind of peek down the stairs and he had insomnia when he was a kid then he has it to this day so he could not sleep he was just staring into the hallway because there's nothing else to do and he sees a hat forming above the stairs like something's coming up the stairs and of course it's moving incredibly slowly and of course he does not say anything to his parents i think he's just shocked and paralyzed and doesn't know what to do he sees the hat forming very slowly it's coming up the stairs and he sees a person start to walk up the stairs he starts to cry this kid is weeping by now it's upstairs his mom woke up from the crying she grabbed her son woke the dad up they searched the house and they found nothing mm-hmm. so it seems like the mother also saw it but they were not able to find the hat man and some of these cases none of the ones i've read so far except for leah sometimes it's not just the one experience it's the hat man is following these people throughout adulthood Anytime they move, he's there. It's a lifelong thing for some people. So next we have Steve. He always used to shut his bedroom door. It was shut as usual the night that his hat man incident happened. He woke up and saw that the door was fully open. He saw a little bit of light coming in from outside the room. And he saw the hat man in the doorway. He was like almost to the top of the doorway, super tall. He had the hat. He had the coat. Steve was panicked. And something, this is something I almost never hear with the hat man. He looked at him and said his name in an emotionless, flat tone. You almost never hear about the the hat man talking. So this is very Mm. weird. Um, He said that the way that he said his name made him feel compelled to follow him. And then it literally, Steve. 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 <laughs> With the giggle at the end included. <laughs> Steve. And the way that 
Hatman slid away from view is almost like they had put a cardboard cutout on top of like a rolly wheelbarrow and just dragged him away from view. Oh, like I he just that. slid horizontally yeah. away, which is disgusting. Yeah, that um, is, that's awful. Maybe the scarier thing for for me at least was that two late two days later he talked to his brother about it, told him what happened, and his brother was like, "That's really weird. A week ago." I saw the same thing, (laughs) except it had red eyes. I'm glad they're sharing it with each other so that they can like know that the other person is also experiencing it. It's nice to see because that very rarely happens. People always hide their ghost stories from their families. Yeah. Even when it's a shared experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you heal if you don't talk? So we've got this woman, no name. She was four years old. When her experience happened, it was one of her first memories. Oh, that's so horrible. It's always horrible when someone's first memory is a ghost or a terrifying experience. And it's so many young children that experience this. It's awful. Yeah. I was definitely, like, super sensitive and really scared as a little kid. But I never actually, like, saw anything that Mm -hmm. happened out of the ordinary. I was just terrified by the concept. So I was just, like... (laughs) (laughs) really afraid but i never you know like i even as like a hypersensitive little kid i was never like i saw this and that like i never did like Mm -hmm. the door never moved the closet never opened nothing ever grabbed my leg from the bottom from under my bed you know what i mean like even being a really sensitive kid with a really crazy imagination it doesn't just like like <laughs> it doesn't just manifest itself exactly it doesn't like create a ghost it's yeah just, you know like uh, this isn't just like kids imaginations running away from them um because mine fully did and still nothing paranormal mm-hmm. happened and it follows them into adulthood a lot of the time yeah this woman God. it has followed her to this day um so for some reason i don't know how long ago this was when she was four, she was running around the neighborhood at night. I don't know who leaves a four-year-old out to their own devices at night, but she's running and she said she could feel that somebody was click-clopping, in her words, behind her. She was too afraid to turn around, so she ran in fear to her front porch. She was finally in the door, feeling safe and confident enough to look back, and she saw the hat man at the end of the street, on the corner under a light post (laughs) and she sees him fairly regularly as an adult now oh no her worst experience she was downstairs she has a baby she sends it to bed at like 7 30 or 8 so she's hanging out chilling dewinding from the day pretty early in the living room and she heard a blood-curdling scream from her baby, unlike anything she'd ever heard before. Very, very shrill. So she runs to the crib, opens the door, and in the dark room is her screaming baby and the hat man standing over the crib. Oh my god. And he's not looking at the baby the whole time, even as she opened the door, he's looking at her. Just staring at her, not the baby. Um... This is her worst fear coming true. Any mother's worst fear, probably. Um, She 
stood there and stared at him for a very long time, did not know what to do. He didn't move. He didn't do anything. She had the cojones. She had the nerve I will never have to walk up to that crib and take that baby, turn her back, and leave the room. Oh my Jesus Christ. I... Oh, you're making me it. so uncomfortable in my house I'm right now. <laughs> it's a scary one. Um, she was with her mom when they interviewed in her home, and they took the film crew throughout the house and showed them where all of the sightings come from. Also, not only does she see Hatman, she sees a plethora of other shadow figures in her home. God. And it's not the house in her old apartment. It used to be worse. Oh my god, she's got like a traveling circus of the worst <laughs> freaks that hell ever spat out. So here's another interesting thing that people are piecing together about common experiences with the hat man. A lot of other people also see other shadow figures, and when they take pictures and they capture it, sometimes you see other things with the hat man. People have a feeling that they're connected. Okay. Which is not great. So she's going through the house... Showing where everything happens. Um, the baby's room is a hot spot. The closet is usually where he appears from a lot. A lot of the time, I think the the mother of the mother lives with them. She'll see the hat man at night. She sees his long, scary-ass fingers on the doorway. And then he walks past her room, doesn't look at her, goes straight to the baby's room. And then um, there's an extra room. I don't know what it's for. It's full of crap. But that's where a lot of the other shadow people go, which is probably why they filled it with junk that they don't need all the time. And they describe them as crawling slash sliding out of the closet in that room, which I really don't like. Um, (laughs) This is fully Tim Burton creatures. This is crazy. She fully believes that the shadow people are keeping watch for Hatman. She thinks they're under his employment, or he's, like, captured their souls and they are working for him, in a sense. Oh my god. It's a guild. It's a guild. It's a union. (laughs) The hat Uh, people have more rights than you, (laughs) your job. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get story after story after story of people saying they saw this hat man situation, they talked about it with a family member years later. They had a shared experience. They googled the image. They weren't alone. A lot of that. Um, Which I believe is how this documentary got started. I think there was a blog where someone was collecting stories. And a lot of other people were chiming in with stories. And they made a documentary. Absolutely wild that this is so consistent. Mm -hmm. The same exact spirit. And has it been seen internationally? Yes. It has been seen across the globe. What the fuck? It's crazy. Um, this was wild. There was a woman, she was talking about how one day she was watching Nova, which is a show about black holes and stuff. Oh, of course. And, um, the woman on the show was talking about her narcolepsy, which this woman who's being interviewed has narcolepsy. They were talking about this woman's sleep paralysis, which she also has sleep paralysis. And then the woman on Nova talks about her sleep paralysis demon that has a wide-brimmed hat. A jacket, he leans over the bed, he's pulled at her legs, 
exactly what this woman's experiencing. So now she's questioning her sleep paralysis diagnosis. Because mm. some people only get diagnosed because they see the sleep paralysis demon and they think that's what hap- what's happening. Mm. I'm not saying don't trust your sleep paralysis uh, diagnosis. It might be accurate. I don't know. Well, the thing about sleep paralysis, isn't it, is that you can't move. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like if you can move, you're, you're probably Sometimes not when you're so scared, paralysis. though... You yeah, you're frozen. Move. Yeah, so, so it's so hard. <laughs> that is frustrating. That is complicated and deeply scary. All of it. <laughs> I've heard. It's also insane that like your brain just apparently like spits out a demon at you. I'm saying because it's like you have the gall to not be sleeping right now. This'll send you right back, <laughs> and then your brain is like, I know what'll do the trick, and then just <laughs> horrifies you like. What is the what, what even, are you doing? Even if the hat man is not a jinn, not a demon, whatever, if he's just a sleep paralysis demon, how are people I mean, coming up with the same one? Is that even different? <laughs> like, is it what a it demon's even, real to my head? It's real. <laughs> I mean, if if, <laughs> if every if if it's like provable that when you experience sleep paralysis, like the darkest creatures of your nightmares hold you down and scientists are like yeah that is a thing that happens is that not just a freaking <laughs> that's like true. is that not a gin like is that not just provable spook we're, we're discovering some things here today folks the next woman who's being interviewed seems very unreliable she's dressed all in black she's wearing a hat man hat <laughs> She's got like one onk earring and hey. she talks about her experience with Hatman being during an ayahuasca ugh, ayahuasca ayahuasca I can say it in my brain but not out loud during an ayahuasca ceremony in Hawaii damn which you I know. see what you mean about unreliable <laughs> <laughs> but I did some research on ayahuasca just to see like how it actually affects the brain um I mean it causes hallucinations obviously out-of-body experiences euphoria or you know vomiting paranoia bad trip stuff i always heard that that was an and (laughs) i i I heard that well in my experience of knowing about it i just have seen and heard that you know you keep a bucket nearby but you are very likely to see shadow people a lot of people take it to help with their astral journey Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who take it and do this see a lot of, like, reptile-type people. Like, a lot of the serpent head type of situation. Oh a lot God. of people will see, like, those entities standing behind people in real life. Super weird. But her situation, which, you know, grain of salt, she... Did the ayahuasca, had her moment, she was starting to feel a little spooked. She looked over at a man who was laying down next to her and saw the hat man standing over him. This is her first time seeing a shadow person. She thought the hat was weird. Um, She thought the hum- the spirit was hungry for the human life source. Which, you know, yeah, sure. Apparently, in the Quran, Jin's were said to be created before humans and they were evil and murderous so god stripped them of their physical form and sent them to the land of nod Mm. 
There's a lot of backstories on Jin's. And then we're going to get... I did the ayahuasca because we're leading up to another, like, put your tinfoil hat on, folks, because it's about to get really crazy. Okay. Okay. A lot of the people who see the shadow figures, a lot of the people who take ayahuasca for their astral state situation, um, a lot of them have an RH negative gene. A lot of the royal family has this RH negative gene. Royal Highness? Minus? <laughs> royal Highness minus! <laughs> RH negative! <laughs> and apparently, when Rosemary was collecting a lot of data on people's shadow figures, she had a very detailed questionnaire that people were very happy to answer. A lot of people came forward and said they were also abducted by aliens. What? <laughs> And they called it E.T. abduction, which I almost had to Google. I was like, wait, what is an E.T. abduction? What kind of medical experience is that? And I was like, oh, no, we're talking aliens today. Okay. Extraterrestrial, Morgan. Are you telling me on this podcast for uh-huh. the first time that the royal family <sighs> has been plagued by both shadow people and alien aliens. abductions, folks? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. This truly mm-hmm. is late night radio. <laughs> Honestly. Morgan, um, I'm loving your expertise in this. <laughs> So fun. This can only be listened to after midnight, by the way, guys. This is Um, Camp Roanoke after after hours. hours. (laughs) Oh my god. It's pretty far out there. Um to say that people with this bloodline can see the shadow figures are likely to be abducted. And she even has gotten so much data that she can compose a timeline, a typical timeline. Usually people who see shadow people and or Hatman, and have been abducted. If they see the shadow man before the abduction, it's in the afternoon, maybe an hour or so before they're abducted. Or if they see it afterwards, it's all the time. Um, insane stuff. I'm I so was, happy. I was also, I was thinking of like Men in Black. And it, I, this was not the first time in this conversation that aliens popped into my mind. When Good. earlier you were talking about uh, why the shadow people may have worn hats, may have like put on hats to their visage, it reminded me of um, aliens or or people's experiences with what who they think are aliens who just like had like one like physical or several physical things about them just like off mm-hmm. like having lips that were just like way too red or having like no eyebrows and all my love yeah. for folks with alopecia but uh full heads of hair and no eyebrows <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> you know like just like aliens that seem like they're like just missing the mark when they it feels like the hat man was trying to emanate humanity like an alien saw an old like a 1930s detective yeah and they were like that's a scary man we will be yeah a private dick of course (laughs) it's a people walk around and solve crimes and wear big lapels and brown suits (laughs) yeah it's a far out theory. I'm obsessed with it. Is it far out, Morgan? Or does it bring everything rather close? Ah! Solve everything sense. like a puzzle. <laughs> no. <laughs> the answer <laughs> is no. <laughs> so they take a little bit to talk about images of the hat man that have kind of been replicated in media. And there's so many that I just like didn't even think about. And it is a stretch. Men wear hats. They have coats. It happens. 
I'll forgive them. <laughs> it is naturally occurring. <laughs> but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna indulge them. We indulge them on the aliens in the royal bloodline. We can, we can listen, hear them out on this. The Jeepers Creepers monster? I don't know what the Jeepers Creepers monster looks like. He looks like he's got a hat and he's got a jacket. <laughs> First, we've got the Babadook. Yeah, that's which that's, is the that's the obvious. Top I, I, sh- I should have gotten that. Shit. I, yeah. I thought the same thing, but he's very much got a distinctive face. He's got startlingly white skin, those big black eyes with like tiny dots in them, and like a big scary smile. Right. He's very that. Um, one of the women who is very 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 vocal about her experiences she's had the most encounters i've ever heard of that i'm going to talk about later she says it's way too triggering to even like watch the babadook or like talk about it she was shaking apparently the babadook image is actually inspired from the film director's friend's child so this single mom friend of hers kid was drawing the monster that was haunting her house and that's yeah, what was, was the inspiration for the Babadook. For grief. Oh, it is. But the image of the Babadook is based off of a children's drawing of what could be her hat man or shadow person. God damn. I'm saying. Also in Hebrew, Babadook means he is coming for sure. And that's really scary. That is really scary. I don't like that. Um, So they showed a lot of images of spooky, faceless guys with hats and coats spirited away when they're on the bus you've got the shadow men yeah i also thought of studio ghibli earlier Mm -hmm. i i was thinking of the black undulating creatures in um howl's moving castle that the witch of the wastes like commands they're wearing are do do they wear hats i feel like they wear hats yes they were long they're like human esque yeah, yeah, they're gross. Oh my god. It's so cool. I think that's why I thought Jin were Japanese because I was thinking of I had Studio mm-hmm. Ghibli on the brain. I love it. Wow. And, cool. You know, it's super common, probably scary tall men all black and hat, you know, it's spooky shadow thing. But also right. maybe media's been a little influenced by people seeing stuff. You got the princess and the frog, the the voodoo guy his oh. like shadow behind him is the yeah, one black he, shadow with a hat yeah. yeah 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 um secret window there's a evil man that pops up in a hat and when he first appears it's like all shadows you can't see him the crooked man in the conjuring i don't remember it's a music box that looks like a circus tent and it's a crooked it's a man who's his joints are all bad and he's arranged really weirdly and it's about a crooked man who had a crooked walk and in the movie he like unfolds out of nothing and he's tall as hell and he's got the scariest face his like eyes are coming out of his hat his hat covers a lot of his face he's terrifying um they even brought up freddy krueger which is a (laughs) bit of a stretch he's wearing a fabulous sweater (laughs) (laughs) yes but he does have a hat and then Slender Man, which isn't really yeah it, but man in suit, faceless. That is interesting. There's a lot of stuff like that. It's like, out there. is that just like the scariest, like the most typical scary thing we can think of? Like a you know, like a um, basically like a man in an alley 
the jacket and he can hide scary things in the jacket you know like weapons and stuff like is this just like something that is organically scary Mm -hmm. or or is it just like something that we culturally tend to gravitate towards it's interesting this is this is worth looking into so we've got some people talking about pictures that they've taken um this woman hadn't taken pictures she was asleep in bed with her girlfriend but when she woke up pictures appeared on her phone of her taking a happy selfie in a location she's never seen or heard of or been to with (laughs) with an outline of the man with the hat next to her yo it was not a great picture it was very startling did um, you see it? Mm-hmm. There's Whoa. a lot of images in the show that are pretty crazy. Um, Very scary. And she says that she feels targeted by the devil when she encounters the hat man because it happens often for her. And mm. she feels like she can make out that there are spirits with him. God. <laughs> it's this one man, Daniel, his... <laughs> His friend told him he was invited to a party, but really the friend broke into the Prime Minister of Ukraine's house party. So in 2012, these men were in the Prime Minister of Ukraine's house. And Daniel was like, yo, buddy, take a picture of me. Take a couple so you make sure I got a good one. I'm going to post it on Facebook. And when they looked back, and when he, when he was taking the pictures, he thought it was cold because he felt goosebumps. When they looked back, it was... A shadow figure, clear as day, behind him, right above his head, standing behind him with the hat and the coat. And when it got to his neck, it was like kind of a smoky shadow around Daniel's neck. Uh, He said it looked to him like the shadow figure had his hands on his shoulders or on his neck, like he was trying to strangle him. Jeez. And it was on a flip phone. (laughs) I don't even think you can edit on a flip phone. No, you can't. (laughs) You cannot. And there's photos on this show of someone taking a picture of outside of their living room to the backyard, and you see the shadow on the fence in broad daylight. There's one of someone's dining room during Christmas, and the shadow is like in the wall. Oh, no. There's a lot of horrible pictures. Jesus Christ! Um, Tim Geisen, he's ex police and military. He's seen the hat man his whole life. And one day he was searching through all of his old Facebook photos and he saw one of him at a wedding. And when you look in the very back of the room, there's a man who's super blurry. He's super tall. Like you can see a person standing next to him and he's like one to two feet taller than that person. He's got the hat and the coat. And it kind of looks like his face isn't fully developed. It's almost like you can see the start of the brim, but not everything. It's weird. And the woman in the photo is talking to someone and looking right through him. God. <laughs> totally awful. Um, one, uh, one night, or one afternoon, Tim is taking a nap on his couch. When he wakes up and he sees the hat man sitting on the couch he's on next to him. And the hat man is staring at him. He's got no features on his face besides a giant grin. No. Cheshire cat style. No, more we, than... We get into a lot more stories of people that have seen some features on their face towards the end of this, and it's insane. He did a little sketch of what happened. It was 4.44 when he woke up because there was a clock 
right behind the hat man. So he sees him sitting next to him. And then he wakes up from his dream. And the hat man is sitting next to him on the couch. Oh, God. That's such like a in the dream sequence, like, oh, oh. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I just had a horrible dream. And then the hat man's like, tell me about it, sweetie. (laughs) Very that. And he didn't sleep for one and a half days after that, which I don't blame him. Yeah. And that's when he was abducted by aliens. These people really can't catch a break. No, they can't. And we're going to get to one of the... This woman is the one who's shaking just talking about the conjuring crooked man. Like, she's... The the hat man has been in her life for over 30 years at this point. So she used to never see any of the features on the face, like most people say for the hat man experiences. But it seems like that's going to start changing for her. So we're going to go all the way back to one of her childhood experiences... When she first started seeing the features, she was watching TV and the closet door slowly opened. She looks, she's watching. And the reenactments, there's so many reenactments in this documentary and they're just awful. They're so scary. The the hat man peeks out of the closet doorway, his hands on the doorway. So she sees his creepy little digits he comes out to his shoulders the whole time he's made eye contact with her. He smiles at her, and then as slowly as he came out, he goes back in and closes the door. Can you explain <sighs> to me why I fucking let you tell me this story at 10 <laughs> at night? I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? I, sh- I have to go up and go to bed after this. <laughs> You'll be fine. We don't have the blood type. Yeah, I have a night moods diffuser. That'll be helpful. It'll be good. Um, <laughs> so all the time. Ooh, I'll stream. I'll put Reba on. I'll go to sleep to Reba. That man, there's I'm no way. There's no way he could ever. <laughs> he might know. just sit there and watch. Not with all that twang. <laughs> so... I think that was her first experience of seeing the features on Hatman. She saw the Cheshire cat kind of grin on him, mm-hmm. which is just f- freaking gross. Um, ever since then, she sees him all the time. Her son even sees him. They'll see him peek around corners. He lurks behind them in the house. One night, um, she was driving down a two-lane back road with a friend. She was in the passenger seat. And she saw the hat man on the side of the road, like on the sidewalk. And she asked her friend, oh my god, do you see him? Do you see that? And she was like, what? And she couldn't find him. And then she made eye contact. She was like, I see this guy. I see what you're talking about. They both look at him. As they pass by him, he's staring at them and smiling. And as they drive past him, he continues to move his head and smile to follow their gaze. Oh my god. And then he disappears. She saw the grin, the same hat, the same outfit. Both of them saw it. This time she saw his pitch black eyes and his white, white face too. She's like noticing a lot of his features. Dude, it really a lot is of lights like the outside. Babadook. It's, this is very Babadook. Um, a couple you know months later. You know who sort of looks like the Babadook? Um, the Jack in the Box guy? 
hate that. Am I crazy? I'm crazy. That'd be an amazing hat for the hat man to wear. Does the Jack in the Box thing He's got like a little cone hat. He's got a teensy little cone. cone. Wait, because he's a Jack in the Box. He's the thing that like pops out of the box on a spring. Mm -hmm. God, that's its own horror story. Dismembered clown popping out. Not cool. (laughs) (laughs) My legs are metal springs. Free me. (laughs) (laughs) So a couple months after this car incident, she woke up from a nightmare. He was sitting on the edge of her bed. He had that giant gross grin. And this time she saw his yellow glowing eyes with the like black sunkenness around it. Mm. Just inhuman, disgusting. Um, she could tell that he wasn't there to take her, but that he was the reason she was having nightmares and he was really happy about it. Like he looked proud about what he was doing. Damn. Mm-hmm. What do you do about it? She uh, scream, run away. Uh. Just like, how do you respond <laughs> to someone who's like trying to make you feel spooky bad things? Well, the show does talk about some methods people use to get rid of sleep paralysis. Well, you can't move in sleep paralysis. The shadow people, you turn on a light. Some mm. people believe, you know. Uh, the electrical fields of the light in the air is too much for the shadow person to manifest. Well, clearly not if he showed up at a wedding reception. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's got nothing else going on. Religious stuff, you know, praying, mm. reading from, like, go-away demon books. So, the last bit from this woman who's really been through it, She's seen shadow people with the hat man as well. They're black-eyed shadow children. There are there's an old hag. She calls her an old hag. Uh one night she woke up from a nightmare and the old hag was in the rocking chair by the bed singing a song about taking her soul and the hat man was in the corner watching and smiling. God, uh, fucked up family. Uh. Yeah, it's 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 not great. She's been physically affected. She's been poked a lot. Once when she was actually messaging the production crew for this documentary, she was watching red marks appear on her arm because she felt that the hat man was angry at her for telling her story about him. Um it's 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 really, really crazy. And then just the situation with the documentary and the hat man, the director and his family had a lot of stuff happen. <laughs> uh, the director's family saw a lot of things. They knew it wasn't the hat man, but they were driving in like the summer and they saw a man in a full black outfit with the weird black hat and he had a really white face. And in the photo they took, there were a lot of orbs in it. And then... Ugh. Just weird coincidences, but um, the director himself during production had a lot of nightmares and he claimed to have demonic type attacks happen to him. Clips would go missing, editing software that was new would crash, audio files were deleted to the point of halting production several times. One day filming was cancelled because there was a weird alleged suicide that was called in in the building. Just a lot of strange stuff is happening. An actress that was in a recreation scene said that before filming, 
in her own home, she started seeing a shadow person behind her curtains. <sighs> One day when the director was setting up a prop coat rack, which they had a coat on the coat rack and they showed like hands coming out of the loose coat. It was disgusting. But when he was putting up the coat rack, he said it was physically pulled out of his hand by an unseen force. Oh my god. And then that day when he drove home, he saw 666 and a license plate and it's just been downhill ever since. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that's that's just that's just that's just fashion. It's like when Zach Bagans was like <laughs> like a lightning struck like nearby his car that was in a parking lot and he was like, "Look, <laughs> My car is at like 666,000 miles. <laughs> he loves to stretch. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the director still keeps in contact with a lot of the people he interviewed. Um, and most, if not all, of these people still have Hatman experiences. Fuck off. He that was talking to a man so and he's like, oh, I saw him on Sunday. I don't remember it. I, I was saying, I see him. I see him. I have a picture. And then I had a seizure, and I only know any of this happened because my wife was there. Like, you ah! remember any of it. <laughs> but you better be finishing soon. I'm that was it. I'm done. Um, there's a lot to it. There's there's a lot of coincidences, a lot of far fetched theories, a lot of fun. Oh, Ooh. Jesus, this sucks. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not. Does this scare you? A little bit. But you're like, so, because you had to like transcribe all of it. You're like, I'm over it. Yeah. I mean, I've had sleep paralysis once. Mm. So I was like, what if I manifest it to happen again? But it's not at all what my experience was like when I had it. I think mine was a as good as it can be. I think it was a positive force or whatever. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen to me. So I'm okay. And I'm just gonna keep telling myself that. I don't have the blood. I don't got the blood. (laughs) So y'all enjoy your crazy shit. Uh... (laughs) What'd you think? I don't like it. I'm curious what it is. Yeah, but I, that's, but yeah. I also like don't want to very much like much. minding my business around that yeah. shit. I'm like, well, you should look into how to stop that. Goodbye, y'all. Have a good night. <laughs> good like, luck with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't you spit that poison on me. Bye bye. Like, yeah. Um, sucks besties, but like you know, we all have a cross to bear. <laughs> Oh, if anyone has had a Hatman experience or know someone who's had one, feel free to share if that'll make you feel better. I'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh, there's a million stories on Reddit. I won't read any. I was going to if I had time, but it they're a little too spooky. Good, because I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but we've reached the point in the in the ghost investigation where the people are like, we're going to find evidence of the paranormal. And then they go in and shit happens and they're like... And run out of the house like I have reached my limit of interest. <laughs> yeah, and I, I forgot I brought up aliens, which is a very spooky thing. And aliens are basically like confirmed real by the U.S. government. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, this could be all aliens. That's a theory. There's a theory they're working together. <laughs> ah, 
that demons and aliens? Well, goddamn! <laughs> I've never been so happy to be God fearing. You guys can join a Facebook group that we have called Camp Roanoke Mess Hall. You just answer a little question and then we let you in. Hit me up if you want a pet portrait or commission a portrait. And I want you guys to, well, I'm going to be having a spooky night. Full of hat man dreams. (laughs) Of calm Reba things. That made no sense if you've never heard our sign off before. (laughs) All right, guys. 99. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <sighs> yo, yo. That's Portuguese for ay, ay, ay.